Welcome to Season 2 of Voices from the Land, a special podcast series produced by the Legacy Hope Foundation. In this podcast series, we'll hear about Indigenous language revitalization projects and efforts to preserve and promote Indigenous languages across Turtle Island. Join us as we learn more about how Indigenous languages are helping Indigenous peoples connect, know, and remember the voices from the land. Hello and welcome to this podcast on Indigenous Languages. Voices from the Land is an Indigenous language podcast project produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Its goal is to capture more perspectives and voices on Indigenous language revitalization. We are seeking to capture a range of perspectives to better reflect the many people engaged in Indigenous language revitalization. Our aim is that by listening to teachers, adult learners, and parents or guardians or children in language classes, we can gain more insight into what the challenges are and as well as the solutions and positives. In turn, we hope this will form a larger discussion on how to support Indigenous language revitalization. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, our guest is Carrie Jean Frey, Carrie Jean Murphy. She's an adult learner of the Chippewa Cree languages. Mm-hmm. Hello, Carrie, and welcome. It's good to have you join us today. How are you? Hello, Dongse. I am doing good, really good, excited about this interview. I'm actually at my class, you know, like I said earlier, um, uh, learning Cree language here first, and then later we'll bring some Anishinaabe, Mawinoy. So, but I'm doing great. I'm excited about this interview. Okay, good. Maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about your background, like uh, where you're from, your your indigenous affiliation, family, community, that sort of stuff. Right, right. Um, well, you know, my I have a very Irish name, Carrie Jean Murphy. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I am part Irish, but more than that, I'm a Chippewa Cree. And so I grew up in Great Falls, Montana, which is an urban setting you know, very little access to cultural language or knowledge or anything cultural, really very little access there. Right now I am in Rocky Boy, Montana, a reservation home to the Chippewa Cree. And so there's Chippewa and Cree. So, you know, I'm about to learn two languages, (laughs) which um, I'm excited to do, uh, focusing on the Cree language right now. And I've been probably around 30 days of actual learning going on. And I think we're at 260 words. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So. Okay. As an adult learner of an indigenous language, uh-huh. what are some of the barriers or obstacles you face while trying to learn your language? Yeah, you know, one of the barrier, big barriers off uh, the top of my head is we had very little access in Great Falls to um, anything cultural. You know, in public schools, they have what's called uh, Title IX and it's Indian education. But a lot of times, you know, the adults that were in that Title IX public uh, Indian education really didn't have anything cultural identity themselves. So, We just kind of like, you know, hung out. We didn't really learn anything. So a barrier, you know, as a child was lack of access. As an adult, you know, I went and searched out um, my reclaiming my identity as a Chippewa Cree woman. So I did my family tree and um, 
And enrollment was the next obstacle, you know, to learning my language. It was the next obstacle, you know, but I, uh, I got enrolled and, you know, kind of figured out who I was. Came to Rocky Boy and lived for about seven years on a journey to learn my language and my ceremonies, you know, and things like that. But it's not, it was not knowing then who, who to go to, you know, who do I go to? What are the protocols? You know, as natives, we all have protocols when we want to learn something, right? So a big barrier was not knowing that, you know, and I look white, I look very white, <laughs> you know, so a lot of times people didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> so, but, you know, I didn't let that stop me. I I just, I sought out as much as I could. Um, They had a Chippewa Cree language, Cree language beginners. So I took that and I learned how to introduce myself like I just did Donce, you know, and Donte Otsinia, you know, I'm from Great Falls, Montana, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, so those were the barriers. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's, I find it interesting that, and I didn't know this, that Cree is actually spoken in Montana. Am I yeah, correct? yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> this wow. is actually, yeah. <laughs> right. And in Rocky Boy, we have about four dialects, our, our own selves. <laughs> four dialects? Yeah. I, I tease. Yeah. There's four different dialects, seems like. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Actually, we're a Plains, uh, the Plains Cree. So we do a lot of the Y, what's called the N, you know, the N or the Y. Yeah. Definitely not the TH. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But, you know, we come from Chief Little Bear, who, of course, is descended from Chief Big Bear up there in Canada. So that's where the Cree comes from. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. What has, uh, what has, what has, what has been, positive uh in your journey to learn the the Cree language okay. what are some positive learning methods that you've learned mm -hmm. um you know one of the first positives was sing song you know when i was learning Bayog, um up to uh which is one through ten you know i would sing it to my babies my grandbabies and such and it just, it was calming for me and it was calming for them. So the sing song was a good way to remember it um, and, and also passed it on, you know, to the little ones. Next, right now, what I'm doing is TBR, Total Physical Response. And Ron Korn from Menominee Nation actually came up with this. Um, and so he's developed a program around TPR. He had two fluent speakers of the Menominee Nation when he started. They only had two fluent speakers left. So they were in dire straits, you know, of losing their language altogether. And so this TPR, you know, we learn uh, about six verbs when we first start, you know, Nipawi, Pimote, Nagi, Kweski, Ape, you know. Stand up, walk, stop, turn around, and sit. You know, and we do those hand movements and the actual really animated physical, you know, movements to go with it. And that has made it stick. 
that has made it stick, understand it, you know, how to use it. And it just, it's waking up a language, you know, they call it uh, blood memory. You know, it's, it's already in us. It's kind of sleeping, but using these things that make it stick so we can retain it and use it. The TPR is like the best one I found yet. I mean, we're, I'm just learning like crazy, you know, these words are coming and the connections are sticking. I've never found such a good class. I don't want to call it class or work because it's really, we're having fun. (laughs) So, but it's really positive. It's working. Anybody that comes and sees our demonstrations are just amazed, you know, but these grandmothers, these cookums that are helping us, they're very patient. You know, we never hear, Muya, that's not right. You know, we never hear that. They just recast the word, you know, and so that that's a big one because when you're told that's not how you do it, something in your brain makes you stop learning, right? right. So, yeah, so we learn not to do that. We don't ever say, hey, no, that's not right. We We say... And we recast the word, you know, and so that's a positive, you know, and the patience that we're, you know, these grandmothers have such patience with us and they call us kids, even though I'm almost 50, (laughs) you know, but it's become like a family in here. There's nine of us learners. um, There's two grandmothers and then there's two directors, I guess you would say. And that's it. And so, you know, another barrier is that funding. I think we've only got funding for this one year, but it definitely needs to continue. So that's what what we're kind of battling right now is how to keep it going because it's positive. It's working, you know. Are more people like uh, in the uh, community of uh, Rocky Boy Reserve? Uh Uh, how many speakers were, how many speakers would you say there are in that community? Um, fluent Cree speakers, these grandmothers say there's about five or six is all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and uh as far as like the Chippewa language and Nishnabi, there's only two fluent speakers up here. Wow. So yeah, yeah. It's in dire straits, you know. It's it's yeah. What would you like to see? Uh Mm-hmm. Uh, in your language learning experience, what would you like to see change or improve? What I would like to see uh, improved is, you know, people's open-mindedness of it, because we have a lot of uh, naysayers up here. Oh, that's not going to work, you know, and we're like proving it different. So open-mindedness, you know, awareness of what we're trying to do and why it's so important, you know, that's and and I don't want to say government involvement, but you know, definitely the the they could um you know kind of issue an emergency statement like to Congress or I don't know where the funding comes from, you know, between Canada and America. <laughs> I know even down in South America they're doing language revitalization, right? Oh um so it's involvement. I think we need more involvement, you know. And so it's tough, though, to get anybody to do anything without incentives. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see that changed, but that takes time as well. What kind um, of incentives? Monetary. <laughs> right. Gift cards. 
Very yeah. Important. yeah. Yes, yes. And so, um, yeah, I would just like to see, you know, people knowing the awareness, you know, there needs to be a big, huge awareness, because then from there, talks, discussions start, right? Yeah. Then from there, you know, um, people are taking it to their senators or whoever, you know, and then it's um it's getting some attention yeah. yeah but i i see there's a big movement between canada north america and south america it's a sweeping movement it seems like to revitalize our languages yeah 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 given uh i think uh languages and culture are really making a, a comeback yep yeah they definitely are you know and and uh we we know that there's been you know just i mean the alcohol and drugs um our language is something that will replace that you know it, it's something is missing in us yeah and i have found and even my classmates have said they've no they knew something was missing in their lives but when we come in we learn this language and we speak it something happens to us you know and and it's like we found what was missing um that language is holy and sacred you know and and it is it's a medicine in and of itself right yeah yeah you yeah. need the language to fully understand the culture yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yes they go hand in hand huh yeah yeah so i would like to see more eyes on what's going on you know more ears open and understanding you know Within yeah. our own people, I would like the naysayers to decrease and finally go away. <laughs> you know, those attitudes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think over over time they will. You'll prove them wrong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like we all know, we just pray for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the most important thing to keep in mind when uh when you're learning your indigenous language, foreign indigenous language? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, what's the most important thing to keep in mind as an advice to somebody? Which means keep going. Don't give up. Persevere. Keep going. You yeah. know, those grandmas tell us a lot. But also, you know, when you're learning your language and it's getting frustrating because it's getting a little bit hard, you trick your brain and say it's fun and easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun and easy. And guess what? It becomes fun and easy. <laughs> it's weird how it happens, but it happens. <laughs> so, Akamemo, and you know, it's fun and easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Those two have helped me to come back the next day, you know, yeah. when I would be scared and discouraged because maybe I didn't have a good day in learning and I it just seemed all Greek to me all of a sudden. I would go home and I would pray and, you know, okay god it's fun and easy but i need help here open my cree ears you know and and something would happen overnight and when i came back the next morning it was like oh i know what they're saying hello <laughs> you know but fun and easy and akamemu so i feel like our class is it's the very first one of its kind and so i feel a big responsibility that we do good and we try hard and even harder than we think we can because it, you know our language is very 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 vital we need it we can't let it go we cannot let it disappear and um 
you know, people, people out there, you know, we, we did a application process to even be in this class. And so there were people that didn't get selected. I feel the responsibility to, you know, try extra hard so that next year, maybe we'll have funding to keep this going and they can get a spot then, you know? Right. Yeah. So you know, it's good to hear that there are people that kind of on a waiting list wanting to get yeah. to yeah. learn their, their language. I'm kind of fascinated by mm -hmm. uh, the fact that your community of Rocky Boy mm -hmm. has, uh, it's Cree, which is yep. fascinating in itself. Yeah. And the other part of it is the Chippewa part of it. Yeah. So you have both Chippewa and Cree in that community? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wow. You know, Chief Rocky Boy was um, Chippewa. That This reservation is called Rocky Boy. Um, and he was Chippewa. You know, he came from back east. There's also Little Shell Chippewa that are kind of involved up around here. But he was from Turtle Mountain, but he was also Chippewa. And then Chief Little Bear, who came from Canada, you know, Chief Big Bear, his dad up there in Canada, signed with treaties and Chief Little Bear was young, you know, he was like, no, you know, don't do that. He didn't want to sign. So he took off and he come down to Montana, you know, and I mean, he did a lot of horse thieving. He was, you know, just really a rebel still. And um, so he kind of hooked up with Chief Rocky Boy and there were some intermarriages. And so that's how the tribes leaked. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have, okay, my final question is, uh, do you have any recommendations for people who want to learn their indigenous language? Right. You know, I would say, you know, if you cannot find a local person to talk to, get on Facebook. That's how I, you know, when I left Rocky Boy, I, I got on Facebook and I joined Cree Simon Says. Now he's from up in Canada, right? Simon Bird. Cree Simon Says. And then I hooked up with um, Solomon Rat. He's, I just sought out as many resources as I could to learn my language, right? Continue with the Cree. And I mean, there's so many online. I mean, right now I'm taking an online Ojibwe class, you know, and um. You just seek it out, seek it out. If you can't find it locally, you know, if there aren't any elders or anybody to point you in the right direction, get online. You know, you're going to find language classes going on all over. And just top in on an online class if you want to, you know, just seek it out. Don't give up. Don't give up because there's resources out there. Right on. Thank you very much. Uh, yes. I want to thank you for taking the time to mm -hmm. talk to us today about language revitalization. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a very positive energy, and uh, it, 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 I can feel your positive energy and and your enthusiasm. You speak. You seem to pick up the language quite well, and and I think you're you're eventually going to be a fluent speaker. Thank you again wow. for taking the time. Yes. That way. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Gordon and Michelle.
Voices from the Land is a podcast project produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Music is provided by David Finkel. For more episodes like this and to learn more about the work we are doing, please visit www.legacyofhope.ca.